In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Watch out, here I come. Come, come, come. Set upside down, you're turning me, you're giving love instinctively.
You guys, yeah, a little Diana Ross to get you going for the week. For the week, it's not Monday, it's Wednesday. You've officially made it to Wednesday, and this is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and we have got a great show for you today, and we're going to get right to it. Um, I do want to say a couple of things. If you like the show, and why wouldn't you? I am a delight. <laughs> Please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also subscribe to the podcast. That way all the new episodes just show up right into your feed. You never know when I'm going to drop a surprise episode on you, a surprise recap. You just don't know. So if you subscribe, it'll always let you know what the new episodes are, and you can listen to it at your at your bidding, at your liking. I'm, I don't even know how to say words anymore. I've talked so much today, you guys. I've done uh, four interviews today. I just did a an hour Patreon on uh, a full recap of Summer House, and I also talked a little bit about Jersey and Survivor. I started watching this season of Survivor tonight, which is started airing a couple weeks ago, and I haven't watched Survivor in in years. And it, it was like it was like it was like an old friend came to visit. I was like, oh, I. I like survivor. So that was, and it's, it's, I really recommend watching something off Bravo, nothing wrong with Bravo, obviously, but I'm just saying it's a good palate cleanser after all this, the Vanderpump, which we're having a new episode tonight, Jersey, which by the way, I talked about on the Patreon, but it, it's just frustrating. Cause we, we had this beautiful line that Louis said last week about wearing Nono's pajamas to make Teresa's daughters feel safe, said it to Joey Gorga. And then the line gets said, and then they just start fighting about something else. We don't even get a follow-up. I want more about the Nono's PJs with Joey. Joey didn't even look like he understood what the fuck was going on. It was insane. So that was very frustrating. Um, also, uh, if you do want to listen to that summer house recap or anything, me and Meditza Lopez did an hour and a half or two hour podcast on Sunday on there called shooting the shit, which is just us shooting the shit. And that's at patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. Um, okay. And then also I'll talk more about this on Thursday, but Ariana uh, has a, a website now, teamariana.com, where she has her own merchandise right now. Um, and I highly recommend to go check it out. I'm going to actually get some stuff myself. I was in contact with Ariana today, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that on Friday, potentially. Um, but I'm very excited today because I have Jared Lipscomb on the, the podcast. You know him as at Jared Lips. He's a makeup artist. He's a leukemia survivor. He, uh, you know, he, he does a lot of work for be the match, um.org be the match.org it's this amazing organization you guys where you can go and find out if you can actually help somebody um struggling with uh, a deadly uh, a deadly illness a deadly disease all and it's a very simple thing all you have to go to the be the match.org and you can say hey I want to, I want to see if I'm the match for anybody. And you, they, what they do is they send you like a little swab to swab your cheek. And, uh, then you're in a database. And if you can ever save somebody's life, they'll reach out to you. And we talk about that in this, but we also talk about the free Britney movement. We've get we get a lot of updates on the Britney movement. Uh, he, Jared's been on the podcast two other times before. He's just excellent. Um, but he was also one of the people uh, that really spearheaded a really big part of that free Britney movement. But he's also 
a really, really good friend to Ariana Maddox. And, you know, he, he, you know, he's good friends with Jackson Brand. He's good friend. And he's, he's actually just a really good guy. He's the guy that kind of actually made me rethink my stance on like Brit. And like, he'll always be like, listen, he'll always just tell me Jackson Brit. Hey, have been so amazing to me. And that always makes me like, just remember that. Okay. Okay. You know, not everybody's and I was like, Jared, I, I, you know, listen, this is what I do. I, this is what I see. I say what I, but he's just a really, really great dude. And if you don't know him, if you've not heard him before on this show or his other podcasts and stuff that I think you're going to love him, but he gives us some real insight of what it was like being around Ariana leading up to the reunion uh, drops a couple of things about uh, Ariana's glam that I think you'll like to hear uh, and just the whole situation at large, because, you know, he's coming at this from a, a very visceral place of being her friend where like me, you know, just in knowing her a little, like you're just very angry about the whole situation in a different way. Like you're angry, even just watching the show. But if you kind of know these people too, you get even angrier because they're very, they're real people. Um, and in no way I want to kind of shoot this down too of like, uh, in no way was this something of him trying to get attention or him trying to like, that's just completely not the case with Jared, especially. Um, and you'll kind of find that out when he talks about his relationship with Ariana. And uh, uh, I was the one that begged to get him on the show again. I was going to have him on anyways to talk about free Britney and uh, my friend Marissa, who helps me with the show. She was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask him. Cause I'm really bad at asking people. I'm just, I get really nervous. And, and, and I was like, please Jared, please. And he's like, okay, okay. Uh, so he was nice enough to come. So that's in this. And then also I do like this 25, uh, Tom, you, you guys know Tom Sandoval, right? He did, uh, he did a TMZ interview where the same dude that I've been talking about for the previous three interviews with Raquel Schwartz and all that, the, okay, okay. Hey, just one more question. Okay. Okay. Um, he did an interview with Sandoval last night and I take you piece by piece through this interview. So that's going to be up first. Remember there's timestamps. If you want to skip right to Jared, go for it. But this is a nice little thing to get you warmed up. I think there's a lot of laughs in here. It's, it's just ridiculous. You guys, I think I set the scene pretty well, but let's get to that right now. And I hope you guys are having a hell of a Wednesday. Remember you're halfway through the week. You got two more days and then it is that sweet, sweet weekend. So I will talk to you bright and early on Thursday and um, I hope everybody is okay. Okay. Listen, it's Vanderpump Rules all the time. We might be on the tail end of some of the craziest things, but part of the thing that I, I have grown to love about the Scandaball are the the you the uh, TMZ videos that keep popping up. And by the way, it's all done by the same interviewer. I'm obsessed with him. His name is Josh, I believe. And he 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 goes up to each one of the, he's been up to Raquel, he's been up to Schwartz, he's been up to Ariana, and now finally, we've got Tom Sandoval interviewed by our man Josh. Uh, it's for it's for Backrid, but then they sell it to TMZ, page six, things like that. But he has this really distinct style of interviewing people. He'll always be like, uh, hey Tom, what's going on? And they're like, what's going on? And like, okay, okay, anyways, um... I just, were you and Raquel dating for a while? Okay, okay. He always says, okay, okay. And I'm just fixated with it. But if anybody does know Josh out there that's watching this, I need to get in contact with Josh. Um, I, I just, I need to talk to him. So let me, we got the Schwartz one first at the airport when Schwartz was on his way to Winterhouse. That was like two weeks ago. Then we got the Raquel, Rachel, whatever we're calling her this week. 
She was outside the Blush Nail Salon in the Valley. And by the way, if you listen to So Bad It's Good podcast, I went out to the Blush Nail Salon and I sat in that chair just to feel, just to put myself in the mind of evil. No, <laughs> joking. No, I did. I went there. It was crazy. And then he went up to Ariana once at the Starbucks in the Valley. And then another time at the grocery store in the Valley. And I've got a little, I, I hate, like I keep saying this, I hate as a grown man saying the word tea, but I got some tea for you. I, I did talk to somebody very close with Ariana and I want to let you know the two uh, of those of Ariana's she does not know how they actually found her. Those were not called. Those were not. But uh, she did agree to answer two questions um, in her interview in that grocery store. Um, but I will say the Sandoval, Schwartz, and Raquel one, he did know where they were going to be at, Josh. So he did know where he could find them. He was tipped off. I'm assuming it's by Schwartz, Sandoval, and Raquel in each of those instances but he did know where to look for them. He wasn't just shot. He, he wasn't just showing up at random nail salons in the Valley. So with Tom, he found Tom uh, on Monday night in the Valley at pop music studios. He was doing a recording session. Tom Sandoval and the most extras rides again. You can't stop the music, baby. No way. This guy is born to rock now. He is like, he's a bad boy rocker now. He's got to keep the music flowing. So uh, so our man Josh comes up to Tom Sandoval at the Pop Music Studios. And he just, he starts just asking questions. And I just, before we get into the video, we're going to watch the video together. Um, I just want to say he's coming out of the studio and Sandoval still got the mustache. You would think maybe he would just be like, you know, it's time to start something. Let me just start fresh. Maybe I just go just hairless for a while, but he's wearing what looks to me like a spring breakers outfit. You know, it's kind of like one of those, what was like the Gennaro color? Um, the, the sweatshirts that changed color in the, in the nineties. <laughs> it looks like all, it's not tie dye, but it just looks like, and then he has his like a little uh, fruit loop necklace on. He's very styled. Uh, even though he's coming out of the stew, that's what I call the studio. So let's put up this video, if you will, and we're going to watch this interview together. And I'll stop, start. I'll throw my uh, throw my ridiculousness on it as well. So are you guys ready to see the Sandoval? Let's do this. Okay. Oh. Okay. Hey, Here we go. Up, TMZ. How are you? Okay, just... I got to stop it already. So we're in outside of this recording studio, which is allegedly in a strip mall. These guys love a strip mall, a nail salon in a strip mall. You know, Schwartz and Sandy's is in a strip mall as well. I'm not even joking. So he's out there and he's lo he's loading up this suitcase in a uh, what looks like to be a, a, a rain, like a, a truck, like a big old truck, a Marty McFly back to the future truck. And he's loading this big suitcase because, by the way, that's all the great rock musicians. I don't know if you guys know this. They carry a lot of luggage. <laughs> they carry a lot of luggage. So he has this big suitcase, which I want to remind you, the Friday that this all broke three weeks ago, or what? it'll be four weeks ago this Friday, remember we had the, uh, the photographs of him with the big suitcase loading it into a car and people were assuming he was moving out. Unfortunately, he did not move out. It actually turned out to be merch for his Tom Sandoval and the most extra show 
in uh, Orange County. So anyway, so he gets approached like, hey, what's going on, Tom? Hey, 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 hey. Which, once again, if some stranger in a parking lot is ever saying, hey, Ryan, what's going on? I'd be like, ah, here's my wallet. And I would just throw my wallet at him. But Tom is very relaxed. So here we go. I know it's okay. So Tom says, Hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. And that's the exact same thing Schwartz said in the airport of like, Oh, what's up, dude? It's been a minute. Hey, what's going on? So Sandoval, very calm, like, haven't seen you in a sec, dude, while he's trying to jam this whatever is in this luggage. I'm assuming it's snacks for his band because he provides everything. It's been a minute. How you how you doing? Where you been? You know, just working. Okay, so this is not, this is pleasantries, like between a man and a man, like, you know, uh, what's going on? How you doing? And, and the guy's like, oh, just working and stuff. And Tom's just trying to keep jamming this thing in there. What about you? Just uh, living. Okay, okay. Okay, so <laughs> the guy, the guy goes, what about you? What about you, Tom? And Tom goes, just living, just living. Just he's also said Matthew McConaughey, just keep living. All right, all right, all right. Just living. By the way, do you think in this last month you would like if you were going through the insanity that they're going through, you'd be like, just lit living, just living, living life, brother. <laughs> so they okay. How's the reunion? Um, it's interesting. You'll have to wait and see it. Okay, okay. Okay, first off, at this point, I'm getting really worried about the luggage. I don't know if this is a lease truck. I'm hoping it's owned, but he's just, this is like a survivor game. It's like a puzzle all of a sudden. He's just trying to find this way. And there's, I, I at some point, like, I feel like the TMC guy should put the camera down and go like, do you, do you need help with that, man? He's just jamming it. So he's like, oh, Tom, what's, what's going on with the reunion? How was it? And Tom, the ultimate showman's like, just guess you're going to have to wait and see. And the guy goes, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Okay. I heard it was it was pretty crazy, like a lot of stuff happening. Yep. Without without <laughs> guy goes, heard it was pretty crazy, a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, man, you could say a lot of stuff did happen. <laughs> and he goes, Tom goes, Yep, yep. We're Gives up on too the suitcase. Much I know you can't. Can you tell us just anything about what happened? Like just just something. Uh, yeah, man. Okay, okay, okay. Can you literally tell us anything, Tom? Like, can you? I uh, can't, man. I just can't. Andy Cohen will actually legitimately unalive me, dude. Once again, the suitcase is still not in. At this point, and I just call me insane here, I just realized he's in a truck. And if I'm not mistaken, the back part of a truck, I'm not an engineer. Usually there's a big, large like place to put stuff and that's usually the advantage of a truck so you're not i don't know jamming a gigantic suitcase in your truck bed uh all right it's not too bad how's um how's ariana doing have you guys talked or oh i can't comment on that okay okay This guy, I got to talk to him. He's literally asking. I would be so scared. Like, it's really scared to ask. Oh, uh, how's Ariana? <laughs> how's, 
how's Ariana doing? You, you, you completely lied and she, how, hey, how's Ariana doing? I can't, I can't literally answer anything about that. Like at this point, do you think Tom's excited to be on TMZ? Or do you think he's like, I wonder, I actually wonder how Ariana is doing. You might see her more than I do these days, actually. And this is when we see him turn around. He's just all like, you know, he, I mean, I don't want to say jacked, but he looks, I will say, doesn't this remind you of season one when they were at, uh, it, it was the birthday party in Vegas and Jax had the white chunky sweater on and they were in the strip mall outside of the restaurant and Jax wanted to, to fight Frank. And it was like, Taking off the sweatshirt and Sandoval, you know, Sandoval was trying to jump in on the fight too. He took his shirt off. But this reminds me another strip mall for these guys. But he looks, Tom looks dangerous here. He's like, I'm tough, dude. He's got a black Schwartz and Sandy's hat on. This is, oh, it's a Burton little, little thing. You see his little, uh, the, his little tank toppy thing. And then the Fruit Loop necklace. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, has, a has, has the scandal. Wait, also, what the fuck are you smiling about? Like, he's giving a smile. Like, why are we smiling? Like, honestly, like, hey, Ariana, smile away. Deserves a smile. What are you smiling at? Who are you smiling at, dude? Like, he's like, hey. Like, is he loving this? The whole scandal that's happened, has he had any effect towards uh, the restaurant business? Like, your, you and Tom's <laughs> restaurant? Oh, yeah, of course. Has it, is it in a worse way or is it in a better way? Um... Tough, man. I, don't know. I like honestly don't even want to comment on that, but uh... okay. <laughs> this guy has this helped or hurt your restaurant? <laughs> it does. I've got to say, I think it. Uh, I think it might have hurt. I, I, you know, actually, you know, that's another thing I don't think I can comment on. It's like, well, I mean, like business is booming. Turns out our food might not be that great. On top of, I was lying to my. <laughs> my girlfriend for seven months while we opened this restaurant. And also I just keep thinking about, it seems like everybody at Schwartz and Sandy's potentially knew about this, this Raquel, Rachel, Tom relationship. But yeah, it's, uh, it's been rough. Okay. Well, yeah. I hope, I hope it gets better. I think over time, this guy hopes it, I hope it gets better over time. Okay. Okay. Like he's like this guy, that's the other thing. I'm teasing him, but at the same time, he does seem like he's innately kind of good. And I think that's, he's really unassuming in his approach. Like, he's not like, Tom, tell me why you're such a dick. He's not like that. He's kind of, there's this, I don't know. There just kind of seems like he's harmless in a way, even though he has a video camera and he shows up to strip malls. And at this point, I just wonder if Sandoval's like, Oh shit! Did I actually get that suitcase in there? Do I need to go back? I, I don't. Did I get that incorrectly? And he's still walking and talking. At some point, I just expected Sandoval to break into a run, but he didn't. I'm, you know, Thanks, like man. this is bringing a lot of like, it's kind of like a bad time, but I think like over time it'll get better. Like just because, well, I mean, you know, it's bringing a lot of, a lot of press toward towards you guys. You know, they say time heals all wounds. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is like just first off 
that dude, the T- TMZ guy, if you can be my life coach, that would be amazing. He's like, oh, on a positive note, it's bringing a lot of attention. And that's like a good thing. And then now it's like a meeting of the minds. You know, Sandoval's got the stance, like a, like a Shazam superhero stance. And he's like, um, they say, uh, I was I was reading philosophy the other day. And it says, time healeth all wounds. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, Josh, if you've heard that, but it says time heals all wounds. So I agree in theory with, with what you're telling me, TMZ reporter. Just have to wait and see what happens, you know? Okay, how's how's your relationship with Raquel? How are you, how are you guys doing? Uh, I can't talk about that, man. Okay. Yeah. All right, how's, how's I see you're making music. What Okay, by the way, I believe that's Jason Bader in the background. Right behind him, that's his drummer and good friend. And so these are other band members that have just been watching the TV. <laughs> They've been watching. First off, they're like, oh, um, hey, guys, Sandoval called the TMZ guy. I think he's here right now. And then they're out there like, let's all go and watch our, our fearless leader. And then they go out and watch, and they're like watching him try to jam that suitcase in. And everybody's like, should we, uh, hey, should we go help Tom with that uh, large piece of luggage? Like, uh no, he's he's on TMZ right now. Let him have this. Let him have this. And I, the, the question we're about to get, to ask is, you guys making music again? <laughs> Are you guys ready to rock again? Uh, anything you want to share about the music you're creating? I mean, we do. We have a bunch of tour dates coming up. Um, uh-huh. is it, uh Friday we're in uh, San Clarita. Is it? We're in, we're in uh, we're going back to the Canyon Club for uh, Saturday the eighth and the seventh. Yeah. We're at. Uh, in Montclair. Montclair. Okay. Canyon Club. All right. So you guys practicing right now or you're yeah. recording new music? Uh, not recording. Okay. Just practicing. Okay. Do you have any new music coming out anytime soon or? No, I got got so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. Right. So no, no new music. Out. Okay. We're going to be all over the country. All right. All right. Yeah. That's be pretty dope. Anything? Anything? You want? It, it, it's not just pretty dope, dude. It's hella dope. Like, like look at the smile. Look at this. Look at that smile. Look at the pearly whites. Look at the smile, the Fruit Loop necklace, the whole thing. This guy is living the rock star dream. Now, Jason, this guy over here that I was telling you, the drummer, he's, you know, this is why he seems like a really nice, I mean, this is what sucks. They all seemed like nice guys when I've talked to them and met them before. And I just have to imagine. And the thing is, will you guys be going out to see Tom Sandoval and the most extras on tour? Like I'm done with them, but, um, but it's so funny. Like, when I talk to people, people were like, oh, yeah, I have tickets to this date or tickets to that date. So I don't know. Like I and also here's the other. Oh, this I just thought of this, guys. Are we going to see Raquel, Ra- Rachel, Rachella at each concert now? Is that I mean, it's going to be like, babe, I need you on the road just for support. But I also need you to take pictures with fans and stuff like that. Just a little added spice because usually Ariana was there and the rest of the cast. And now none of them will cut. Will he still do Schwartz's mom, the Stacy's mom cover? Like I want to date Schwartz's mom. Do you think Schwartz will ever show up to? And by the way, Schwartz's girlfriend, Joe, do you think she'll show up to these dates now that they can be a fabulous foursome together? Who knows? They'll find out on the road this, this summer. Want to share? I, it's like I can't really ask you a lot. I know. I, can't talk, I mean, I just you know I can't really talk much about it. Oh, if you could go back and change everything that happened, would would you go back and change it? Hindsight's always twenty twenty, man. Okay, so now the guy put the camera down, obviously, and had some sort of conversation with Tom off off camera. 
and then follows him back to his truck and is like, oh, Tom, uh, okay, okay. Uh, do, would you do anything differently now that when you're thinking about it? And Tom's trying to figure out which key unlocks the door and trying to remember how to drive and all those tough things. And he, this is when he said, he, he just said, he's like, dude, um, hindsight's always 2020. Okay, so you wouldn't go back and change everything that happened, like as far as the cheating, you wouldn't go back and change that. <laughs> oh, I mean, like I just said, hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's like, would you would you go back and change all the cheating and stuff like that? <laughs> because I know, I mean, I said hindsight twenty twenty. At this point, I don't think either of them know what hindsight twenty twenty is, and if they do, that is legitimately one of the worst possible. Like, do you regret cheating? Tom goes. Uh, no, but uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. you know? Like that, like I, I made this meme earlier. It's not like fucking investing in Bitcoin, dude. You literally were carrying on a... Comp- you were living with somebody, you'd win nine years, and you were actively carrying on another relationship that we find out more and more details as the story continues. And like hindsight's... 20- so what does that mean? Hindsight's twenty twenty to Tom. Does that mean... If I had known, if I had known what would have happened, I would have sure, made sure my phone didn't fall out of my pocket and get caught. Like, what does that mean? It says I don't think he's like saying he he doesn't. It, I you know what he's saying? He's not saying he regrets the cheating. It, it seems like he's just regretting like how it all came out. So you're just you're looking forward like everything that happened in the past I mean, happened. Like yeah, like when when you. By the way, that did you hear that? The clink, the clink of bottles. I, I used to drink sodas. Cans don't clink like that, but bottles do. Is this guy boozing on the road in his truck? This guy's just tooling around the valley, going to recording studio, recording studio, sipping on a lot of, like, peach schnapps or something. And like, yeah, you know. Oops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you have, do you have any? I just want to point out that's a different that's a different suitcase than the first suitcase. That's his smaller suitcase. So he's got the big one that he jammed in earlier, and now this is the smaller one. And he was able to get that in very easily. He regrets it all about you. Why, why do you feel like you're getting so much heat considering I've watched the show? Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I really had no clue about the show like that much. And now that I've watched a lot, of everyone cheated on the show. Why do you think you're getting Okay, this guy goes, oh, why are you getting so much heat, man? Like, that's what your show's about. Fucking losing, loser cheaters. (laughs) Every, all you guys are losers and you cheat on each other. Why are you getting such a hard time? Like, I thought that was the show. Which the gentleman does have a point. I think what the difference is, is that we expected it from Jax. We didn't expect it from Sandoval at this point. And also we really, really liked Ariana and believed in them as a couple. So that I think is the added value. And also this guy, this guy just said he's just started watching. So, Hey, yeah, buddy, no, no, just stick to the hard hitting questions. Okay. The most heat out of like everyone else that's cheated on. Oh, I just think it was really unexpected. Okay. Tom almost sounds surprised himself. He's like, I gotta tell you, it's really unexpected. I didn't even realize I've been doing it for seven months. It, it, it surprised me. So I think, yeah, I can see why everybody's so surprised. So just because it, it came out of nowhere and. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, is man. That your, is that your. That's that's a sound bite. Uh, that's, yeah, that's just a little sound bite. Did I give you a sound bite, dude? 
Did Sandoval hit it, brother? Yes, rock and roll. Tom Sandoval and the most extras. You just got a soundbite, brother. Hey, 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 high five. Help me put my suitcase in. You know what, you know what hindsight? You know what the hindsight? Yeah, means? yeah, I know what, what that he means. Like, yeah. when you look back at a situation. Uh -huh. you think of all the things that you should have, would have, could have done. Oh, okay, okay. Better. I didn't know. I thought it was more like the future, like you're looking towards. No hindsight, like looking back at like when you hand. He goes. Hindsight, you know, when you're looking back, he points forward. <laughs> you're looking back and he's pointing directly forward. I'm telling you, the TMZ guy doesn't seem to know whether, and Tom at this point is realizing as he's explaining the definition of it, he's realizing he doesn't have a firm grasp on it. So I'm curious if his, I'm hoping he's in therapy. I'm curious if his therapist said that or maybe a family member. And he's just like, hindsight 2020, that's. I'm going to put that in the back pocket. I might use that later. That's pretty good. He's also got his nails still perfectly white painted, probably at the same nail salon that Raquel went to, which by the way, uh, Jared Lipscomb, one of Ariana's uh, BFFs is on the podcast uh, on Wednesday and did say that is Ariana's nail salon that Raquel Rachel uh, is at. So she stole, Hey, she stole that too. Handle a situation like well, yeah. yes, I could have handled things way better. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you do regret cheating, like you know, maybe you could have done it way better. And of course, Captain. Okay. Of course. Okay. 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 So that was it, you guys. That was a very. I mean, that was a little masterpiece theater. There, he was twirling his keys at the end, and I believe at that point he started to get worried that he definitely was smarter than the TMZ reporter. And you could see that worried him. He was like, holy shit, this guy, this guy potentially is dumber than me. This is crazy. Like he doesn't know hindsight 2020. Anyways, catch you on the road. So that was it. Tom Sandoval talks to TMZ. We've now got Ariana Schwartz, Raquel and Tom. Who are we missing? Lala, we got a couple weeks ago. That was whatever. You know what? Would we want to see DJ James Kennedy with a TMZ reporter? Katie Maloney with a TMZ reporter? Lisa, uh, I'm Lisa Vanderpump. These kids, they're so randy. They like to poke with their little bits and their little skins and put their uh, behave. Uh, would you want to see Lisa Vanderpump? I'm trying to think who else would be. I mean, little uh, Jiggy, rest in peace. We can't actually get an interview with Jiggy, but... You know, I, I feel like we might have hit the whole lot. I mean, Sheena, by the way, remember, Sheena is going to court today uh, for the restraining order. Even though Raquel Rachel dropped it, it's she still has to go to court so they can officially dismiss it. So we should have news on that uh, in the morning at some point. But anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. And uh, yeah, hindsight 2020, you guys rock on. You guys, uh, I am so excited to have our next guest back. It is his three, he's part of the three timers club now. He's been on so bad, it's good three times. And I tell you, like, it is so funny. My friend Marissa, I'm so shy about reaching out to people. And Jared <laughs> is one of those people that people will be like, get Jared back on, get Jared back on. And I've heard that for like last year, but I don't try to, you guys know at this point, I'm like, really, I don't try to like, a, like bug people you know i always think it's like bugging them and marissa's like should i ask and i was like yeah go ahead ask and he was like yeah i want to come back on let's do this <laughs> now jared uh lipscomb is just he's he's a he's a triple threat i mean one of, one of the best makeup artists I, I mean like just out there he's actually uh, a leukemia survivor one of the funniest people you're gonna meet a good friend and we're gonna get into how good of a friend in a second but also he was um uh 
he was monumental uh, in the Free Britney movement and and all of this stuff that happened that led to uh, Britney getting out of the conservatorship, which I do want to get an update on all things Britney, uh, because we share a lot of similar opinions about Britney, and I think we get it wrong still in a lot of ways. And it is interesting, and we see this now, especially with Scandaval, how um, public opinion can really turn on the flip of a dime where mm-hmm. we judge every moment because every moment is filmed in some capacity or a TikTok is made or an Instagram post. And it's very interesting. So anyways, without further ado, Jared Lipscomb, welcome back to the show. <laughs> oh, it feels so bad and so good to be here, Ryan Bailey. I always try to do like some cute catchphrase with your- You did it. Can it never you could have just said so bad, period. It feels so bad to be back here. Now, <laughs> Jared, so <laughs> Jared is in bed right now, which is literally my dream place to be because you got a new hip is that correct that's correct so it's kind of the final um healing process of my uh going on four year leukemia to to stem cell transplant uh cancer survivor journey and so this is this hip replacement was due to some side effects of the chemo you know intense therapies can cause some deterioration Um, and joint muscle joint areas that's what happened to me um so i got a brand new hip and now the pain is slowly subsiding i do have to kick it up from time to time. Hence, I'm in bed for this, which is kind of iconic because I get to do a lot of things from bed these days. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will say this is not the first time you and hip have been used in the same sentence. I always think oh. of you as very hip. Oh. And, uh, but now you got a new hip. But is that has that process been? I mean, listen, you you struggled through leukemia and we've been on your journey with that in the first episode that you were on with this. And it really is just this kind of a uh, really inspiring journey. And you do a lot of work with the uh, uh, Be The Match, which I'm going to mm-hmm. put the links to on the show description. But what is the, like, I feel like you, you're you used to going to war uh, with your own uh, body. You know, you know, like with your own body. Totally. And you're Speaking of Brittany, you're talking about body autonomy, but you've really fought to be healthy and fought. And what is it like with the hip? Is it just another thing of like, listen, this is what life threw at me. Let's go. You know, that's a good question. Uh, it's, it's it's definitely a balance. People assume that it's a very positive thing because it's like, oh, this is nothing compared to what you've been through. But it was my first surgery. So I still had a lot of um, things to get used to, you know, like getting your skin cut open and all that gross, disgusting stuff was new for me. So it was still very hard and different. But yes, once you're in this kind of space of like, it's just kind of like, okay, I'm seeing it as the shore, you know, I'm on the boat and there's the shore. And this is one step closer to the shore because really this hip pain that I was dealing with it, you know, my, it was dead tissue. So it was painful every day. Even if I was lying around, there was no nerves. It was just bone on bone. So not to have that pain alleviated, listen, I can take a little scar tissue pain and, you know, some other stuff. And if I have to take it slow, you know, I go hard a couple nights and then I get mad at myself because I'm in bed for a few days. I'm still learning all that balance, but overall it's been really really kind of, uh, th- I feel like this is like the final step into the, into my new chapter of like kind of post-cancer. I just turned 35. Um, and so, you know, so I'm, how dare, like how dare you be this young still? How dare- <laughs> yes. I feel like this uh, is my new star. So I'm feeling um, young. Okay. So before we get to the Britney and all of it all, I don't know if you're aware, Jared, of this thing called Scandaval. And I think you might be. Uh, the reason I think you might be is that you are one of Ariana's really, Ariana Maddox, of course, one of her really, really, really good friends. And listen, if I open up page six and I see paparazzi photos, 
I see you in a lot of these paparazzi photos with Ariana. I see you. I see Logan Cochran, mm -hmm. one of our buddies. Uh, really, and this is what I always say on the show is that Ariana truly does have these amazing people around her. And I want to clarify not like people on the show are great too, but she has a very real set of people around her that kind of protect her with her, make her laugh, all of these things. And I, I believe you're one of these people. Um, and even so much. So I guess we'll start here is that we're going to go through the reunion and you have a really funny story, but I do want to talk about after the reunion was filmed on Thursday, <laughs> you guys went to Laurel Tavern in the Valley and there was this video. I was recording a, a Vanderpump episode and, uh, my friend uh, Megan texted me and she was there and she, and then I saw this video of you guys. It looked like entertainment tonight was on and there was a picture of Raquel, Rachel, whatever we're calling her. And everybody was like, F you. And like, ah, and everybody was celebrating. I mean, everybody was tagged. You had uh, Katie there. You had Jax there. You had you there. You had Logan there. It, and it seemed like so much love. And it was this moment that kind of went viral, but you were telling me a little bit of the behind the scenes of that moment, because it is interesting what I was talking about earlier, just people, assuming the worst of like, well, it's gone too far. Everybody's just flipping off Raquel. Can you take us in that moment? <laughs> sure. Um, so we had gotten out, you know, after the reunion, it's always been since I started doing glam at the girls back at, after season six or seven or whenever I joined somewhere with the, the Vanderpump rules girls, with the yeah. Vanderpump rules cast. Yes. And the first thing you need to know is there are a tight knit group group of people. I think I talked about it on one of your episodes way back when it's like, it took me, I started doing Brittany and Kristen's makeup because they were in their BFF era. I mean, they still are, but you know, like, like Taylor Swift eras, but they were in that era. So they were doing everything together on the, because they like, you know, so close together. And so I was doing their glam and it took forever to get, you know, like they're just, it's just a very guarded close group of people. They're very protective of their space because you know, when you're in this weird position of kind of like unexpectedly becoming famous for being Lisa Vanderpump's waiters, it's just a weird thing. So that is my preface is that after these reunions, it's kind of like this thing where not everyone always meets up, but there oftentimes it's kind of like this, like, you know, you hash it out. And if it's really bad, like I remember one year, of course, James and Ra Raquel, coincidentally, weren't invited to anything with us because they were the pers personas non gratis or whatever it's called. Yeah. But so we met, met up for like kind of drinks and whatever. And it was, um, you know, the crew, Sheena, Ariana, Katie, and all of our friends, of course, Logan yeah. and Brad, are, which are like two of uh, Ariana's BFFs. Best for friends, sure. yeah. Yeah, and Logan's like, so, yeah, that's why you always see him with, you know, we all have our GBFF and like all the girls have their gays and stuff. And that's like Ariana's main gay. Um, and so we were just all hanging out kind of kiki and talking about it. And just really, it was different this year because we just were like, this is going to be so hard on Ariana that we just need to plan to be around and support her. And this is something that always happens anyways after a reunion. Like they, everyone goes out. Even before I was doing makeup for them, they would do this. And, and it Jared, isn't be it crazy too? At, at that Thursday, <laughs> it had been three weeks since all of this broke open and that this was like, I mean, we're still going to have to go through all of the episodes and all of this stuff, but mm -hmm. it was three weeks leading up to the reunion. All of this stuff with kept going crazy information coming out. So yes, it must've been a huge relief for Ariana and everybody around her that she had gotten, or they had gotten through this part of it. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's a very eloquent and concise way of exactly saying what we what was accomplishing it wasn't just the normal post reunion like let's go hash it out and talk about like you know the crazy shit whatever that was the, the insults that were this was very real very insane you know very just just it's a traumatic experience and i'm not on here to you know pr try to like get 
publicity of Ariana's pain. I'm no, that's because- the, see, that's the other thing that kills me is that like, you guys are like, they were like, well, everybody's just making, or even me, I get that. Oh, you're just uh, wanting to talk. I'm like, dude, I was talking Vanderpump rules before anybody. Like I was talking Vanderpump rules five years. Like, are you, this is the show I love, but I also love Ariana and I used to love Tom, but yeah, you were same. friends. Like they're part of your lives. Yeah, A lot of that- these casts are, you didn't even watch the show at first, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. And it's it just one of those things because I was working at a restaurant at the same time in 2012 or 2011 when, you know, they were filming. Yeah. So I couldn't afford cable to watch it. But um, yeah, it's very true. It's 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 so it, it takes this form of, you know, it's, there's so many weird layers to it that you have to like deal with. It's like, OK, my main concern is Ariana's, you know, like I just I can relate to a breakup, especially I, I call them the gut punch types of breakups, you know, the ones you don't expect, the ones where you're kind of you know blindsided in a really awful way um so i relate to that with ariana you know i had when i was diagnosed with cancer not you know this is my ex left me two months into my leukemia and then told me he meant to do it six months earlier before i was sick but things just got too hectic and then oh, interesting biggest, i think we've heard something like that before from and then his biggest yeah. upset was his the first thing he said to me after our breakup was why were all the my my uh, famous friends unfollowing him? So I and I was like, oh, they you know they don't want to be your friend because you know you and of course you know you don't have to stay with someone because they have cancer. Obviously, in a new in a three year new relationship, whatever we weren't married, whatever. My point is, all I'm trying to get to is, is that when I went through that dark phase and I was living on an air mattress because I couldn't walk down the stairs to my bedroom, and my ex had moved out, and I was waiting in that like one week period for my parents to move here. Ariana was there at my apartment, driving to Koreatown, doing little TikTok videos when TikTok wasn't a, was still just a dance app. And she was there for me. She then when my new apartment in North Hollywood, I moved over in North Hollywood to be closer to Ariana, to be closer to Brittany and Kristen and my girls who supported me and later Janet, who I'd become close friends with. So that's the part that I really want to drill, drill home is that like, we are like, you know, not just me and Ariana, but like the people who ride for Ariana, she is one of those friends who shows up for you. She's shown up for Logan. She's shown up for any one of these friends that people say, you know, say good or bad Dude, things about. She's shown up for them. And so she's show shown up, up for me. She, I yeah, mean, she's exactly. shown up for me. Like, I mean, like, it's why, like, I'm, I'm just telling you, really a good, good person. person. But even that's what I'm saying. Like, you guys, like, you and Janet, like, I remember you dog sitting for them. I remember you, like, yes. you and the house, you dog. Yeah. Like, all, but so that night, though, yes. we get little five second video of like f you f you which i was yes. like hell yeah get it out but you say there's even something more to that where they the, the camera started filming at a certain time but what had happened was that entertainment tonight was on so there was some game on we had started at a different place for the after drinks and they did last call and somebody was someone in our friend group and the real the other thing is we really are interconnected people are like oh my gosh Jax just showed up there Jax was at laurel tavern before we were with some mutual Max. friends that we yeah. had and um and uh so he was already there and it was we're just right down the street and it's like a natural kind of like you know and you're if you're in the valley so it wasn't like you know so it was just like okay and you know we gave ariana the heads up that Jax was there i at this point it's kind of like listen we the more people that are the more the taking down that piece of fucking shit the better and if ja- as long as jackson doing any of his craziness with being like you know ariana and he hasn't been so i'm pr- proud of him and i'm happy for his support and you know whatever also said, tom, tom sandoval came on first and that's when the booing started oh, so, it yeah, wasn't so, like you were so just booing we, at raquel rachel so the game was ending and then 
Entertainment Tonight was starting. And so we were all over the bar. We were in the back tables. We were all over the place. And someone noticed. I think it was Janet <laughs> bringing her up again. I think it was Janet who said, like, oh, my God, look at the TV. And it was Tom on the TV, like a close-up of him doing like just like one of those vi- video <laughs> videos of a close-up of like a Getty image with all the pores. <laughs> hor- horrifying. He looked like Satan incarnate <laughs> and on the screen, on every screen. And we're there with Ariana uh, celebrating the fact that she's finally done with having to deal with this. And that's the first thing we see. So we're like, no fucking way. And you know, we're also drunk, most of us, me. And so- <laughs> So we see that. And so by the time people start whipping out their cameras, you were in like a little like of a catching our breath. And then all of a sudden, we're, and we're waiting for Ariana to be the next person to scream so we they can show, cheer. Yeah. And then it cuts to this extended cut of that girl outside of Four Seasons Landscaping or wherever she was. Oh, yeah. I, and, I visited there yesterday, the Lash Bar. It was a very dark force in the air. Yeah, Nail Bar. And um, yeah, that was also Ariana's nail bar before Raquel went and stole another thing, you know, just creepy, creepy girl that I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) I got to be careful. People who come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, well, yeah, yeah. But um, so, so then they cut to that scene of her doing that TMZ interview, and then everyone was just booing. And so I just have to take the the heat for this one. Only I was screaming fuck you with the double middle fingers. It was only me. I just kind of assumed we were all screaming fuck you. But when I watched the video, I realized everyone else is very clearly saying boo, except for me, who was double middle finger up to the air saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And you have to remember- You're like the gay Eminem. You're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had been with Ariana all day before the reunion, keeping her calm. I've been with her, not keeping her calm. That's such a infantilization. but, you know what I mean? Being there with her to keep keep things chill and keep things going and keep things flowing. And it's like, it's finally done. She's done with it. And then we get to this bar and we see them. And it's a release of fucking rage to be there with Ariana. She's not crying. She's not upset. She's happy to be done. And for the, us to all be there together. I mean, we have Sheena. We have Katie. You have Jax in the back. I mean, we're all. Yeah, you you, you have Dodie, I think, was there. You have everybody. Well, Kristen I, you was have, there. Everybody. You have Vanderpump, past, future. I mean, I, I figure Dana, someone was Dana there. Dana was there. Yeah, everybody Dana from was last there. season. Um, yeah, Dana, Dana Kathan was there. And so it's, um, yeah, so it was just a, it was just one of those moments of like, it's like when you, a sport thing, some straight people sport thing, it was the equivalent of that, but we weren't just fans. It was like, if you were there with like the bench player who wanted to win the game or some shit, I don't know the metaphor, well, Jared, but you, you know keep, what I mean? It's like, we were right there no, with Ariana. I feel like you keep explaining this thing that to me is very natural. And like, what I... What I want to impress to people out there is that like, you know, everybody's like, oh, take it easy on Raquel, Rachel, something like I've heard that sometimes now. But Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is that for me personally, and I think you even more so, um, there's a little bit of personal skin in the game where you're like, F this, like, because it's not a reality show. This is real life. I mean, that's the other thing. People keep going. This is all staged. This is very real life. And you're allowed to stand up for your friends. You're allowed to be very angry at two people that were involved in this. There is nothing that happens. Like maybe you'll settle down a year from now or six months from now, maybe like, but you're angry for your friend. This is a very simple, basic thing that we all go through reality show or not. You're angry for your friend. Every, exactly. And it doesn't matter the scale. If any person had a friend, their be, you know, one of their, someone they consider one of their closest friends 
who also, you just cannot ignore the fact that Ariana just shows up for people. So it's not like you're just showing up for a friend that's like kind of halfway there for you. You're showing up for someone who is always there for you. And the only reason I even spoke to Raquel again was because of Ariana. I apologize to that girl, even though I'm not even on the show. Wait, wait, I, wait, 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 Jared, Jared, Jared. You're telling me you've spoken to Raquel Rachel in the last No, week? no, not recently, not recently. I'm oh. saying the first time I spoke to her after the whole James thing, because, you know, for oh, a while- Oh, James was, Kennedy. Yes, yeah. but after all of that, the only reason I, last year when she was, she got finally, because she got invited back into the group to go, like to, she was at Cruz's birthday at uh, the Couchy's house. And she was like, and, and I apologized to her because Ariana was like, you know, she's really not as bad. She's got kind of like a bad, she was fighting for her. And, and she was just kind of saying like, you know, and, and we do know that the, the witches of WeHo's kind of like no new friends kind of my, mindset. I'm very familiar with it. There's a reason why Stassi and Katie were the Katie. very last two I've ever done makeup on. Um, you know, cause what I told you about that little, you have to work your way into the group kind of vibes. So so I gave that girl a benefit of the doubt because of because of Ariana championing her because Ariana is such a girl's girl and such a defender of like you guys like I you know because because I mean there's just so well, much that was of the, it, that was the thing dude is so Jared like that up. you're right though that that was what was so messed up was that like she was always around them and Ariana I was like and it was like it was like with Tom like Tom we kind of considered a goof but then Ariana kind of made him somebody cooler than he actually was like he kind of yeah, made me even rethink cool. my opinion of Tom and I grew to the point where I loved Tom I was like coolest guy ever he's not a cheater he goes and does his little weird side projects they've got a very mm-hmm. real late I was like really enamored with this dude like I I keep saying it like I'm so embarrassed I was so enamored with this dude and their relationship relationship and i did see every time like it was always her they were always bring- and i thought wow that's like a good samaritan kind of thing of like int- using ariana's goodwill to tell people that she's okay and like i don't know so even as a um a friend and you don't need to give anything away but can you tell me your were you shocked when you found out this in the first place like, you don't like, uh, like, how was you? Cause you like, what was your person? Cause mine was, I didn't believe it. And then I flew into a rage and then a depression. What was your feeling on it when you first heard? Um, you're personal, not anybody. Else. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, I was shocked. At, I was shocked at it. Cause, cause, cause the thing is during around like filming rapping, there had been like little things like said by people who didn't like people that were just kind of yes. like, you know, obviously the fangirl thing had already started and then like the Schwartz and then it was starting to be weird because that Joe girl um, who I, who also randomly did Ariana's hair one time and then claimed to be like her hairstylist and put her on her website, which is so fucking weird, by the way. Um, and she also put me as like her collaborator makeup artist on her website, that Joe girl who's dating. And you guys, Schwartz. I'm telling you, Joe, Joe's uh, Schwartz's special friend. <laughs> yeah, his special friend. It's so fucking creepy. So in hindsight, but so, so they're always been some but you know they're filming a show so you always hear stuff yes. being like like oh like and then you're like well this is coming from so and so and it's like they obviously have something against both Raquel and Tom so blah 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 but um it was never anything more than like kind of like a hard eye roll to the point where even like Ariana was aware of it so now it's fucked up because it's like that means they fucking were so collaborative in their lives 
the two of them, you know, yeah. stand, stand they up had on a whole Rachel, thing going on that it was so lying that like they, cause, cause, cause I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about, you know, but I just know I was absolutely floored and stunned because, because there was just, it was just so set in our minds. Like just even at the first, like kind of like suggestion of it, like back in the filming time, you know, when Joe entered the picture and it was like, wait a minute, if Joe's with Tom, kind of one of those moments it's like and then why is then what's Raquel and Tom Sandoval doing there are they covering for yeah. you know it was like one of those yeah, it's, just kind of like one of those things but then then it was all explained away and it was all good and you just never thought of it again and then when on that you know I mean I had I was texting our like I was texting yeah birthday plans to Ariana on Thursday I had no idea and then on Friday I woke up and was just like or you know and yeah it, no it I mean like holy fucking the, shit are you kidding me what a piece of garbage what a liar, what a, what a, it was just unfucking believable. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. When you really trust somebody and like, you know, it's like, I remember I was arguing with DJ James Kennedy on his Instagram post because he posted that TMZ thing. I was like, why are you doing this to them? They're really nice to you. Not because I just thought it was another rumor. I was like, bullshit. Yeah. So I was like, how, this is so messed up, dude. Why are you doing like, I was so, cause I just wouldn't have believed. I really didn't believe it. And then now when it, it does like more information, cause you're like, Oh, of course, like, of course, like we were all, but we all just blindly trusted somebody that kind of went around. Did you like Tom before any of this? Cause I, he was always so nice and so I mean, giving I did, and all this I, stuff. You know, I want to say like, I want to be cool and be like, no, I always thought he was a piece of shit. Like I always, like how people say, but like, yeah, of course I liked him. And I think Ariana had a lot to do with that. Just like you said, I think, you know, I, I adore Ariana, always have and always will, you know, and I think part of that translates to the, someone you see as such a unified couple, like a unit kind yeah. of. So it's like, um, but I did, you know, I would do his makeup for like his men's grooming, whatever, for <laughs> yes. his little GQ shoots and all his little stuff that he would do. And I would help with his, you know, <laughs> men's makeup brand partnership and do videos for them. And, you know, they're really good people. It's, you know, and it's like, you know he's he, he uh, who knows now now i'm like damn is everything about him just a fucking fake act and he's just one of those people you start who wants everyone to like him you start questioning things or like and i know i can't diagnose anybody but you're like is this textbook narcissism is this a sociopath is this I, this because let me just say let me just say this story when i was really really sick with leukemia in 2019 pre-pandemic I had I was allowed to have visitors, of course, and as I already mentioned, Ariana was a consistent visitor. And you know, so many people. I'm not so many of my friends. So was so Jackson, from, Brittany. Jackson, so was Brittany, Jackson, yeah. Brittany. So Kristen, um, Stassi, uh, so many people from the show, and obviously all my friends and family. I'm singing out Ariana specifically for the sake of this story. So the one time Tom Sandoval came was when there was going to be a giant rooftop. Uh, you know, lovely thing that someone else had planned, kind of like this heart-shaped flashlight mob, flash mob type thing, because I couldn't see so many visitors because my immunity was starting to drop. Nothing to do with COVID, pre-COVID. So they were out on the rooftop, and it's so funny to watch this video back, which is probably still on my Instagram from like 2019, because my friends were filming it, and they have like professional equipment kind of, because, you know, it's Hollywood. All my friends have good cameras and stuff unrelated to the show whatsoever. Somehow during the organization of this, Tom Sandoval is the one leading this unification of like, we're doing this for Jared. We're going to make a heart, you know, and I'm watching this video set to like every time by Britney Spears, she's singing like, what a wonderful friend, you know? And then I realized now in hindsight, that was the only time I had heard from that man throughout my entire experience, except when we had a fundraiser, which page six 
and um, Bravo TV. And there was all PR for it, which I was approved. I approved the PR, of course. But that was the yeah. only two times that I interacted with him, which the, I didn't the, realize yeah. until after the fact. And I was like, wait a minute. I saw, like, even Chrishell during the middle of her... Uh, thing with Justin Hartley came to my came and visited me and even and you know what I mean like people who were like less that I would consider less of a friend and it really just spoke now now uh, for my own POV I'm like that sums it up you know like that kind of sums it up it's like he was there when there was press and pictures and big old cameras when he saw and he didn't realize it was just my friend's fancy camera because he you know was testing out a new he's a cinematographer (laughs) and was just like he wanted to capture the moment as a special moment for me in case i didn't see it or whatever and so and i just think he saw a camera he saw and i just think it's an interesting thing to note and i think it's interesting that you know in that time i saw those two times and i saw ariana you know (laughs) weekly so well so so take us into the reunion day or the before the reunion of the preparation for that, or what yes. was the state of mind? I know you were saying, you know, like you you weren't keeping her calm. You're just like being there, chill, having, you know, trying to like keep. Yeah, I missed that. It was more. Yeah, was you more know, no, no, we, I, wanted, we wanted positive yeah. vibes, and exactly. you know, we wanted positive vibes. And the thing is, obviously, as a makeup artist, you know, I'm not working still because of all of my little little nuances with uh, that come with, you know post chemo whatever um but i wanted to be able to help glam is my specialty i know the most random people and you know how it is it's like one day you're working with you know on a wedding and the next day someone hits you up on instagram and you're like doing beyond solange's sister for that happened to one of my friends like it's the craziest world and it's like oh my gosh so i realized that i was like well you know ariana was going through it obviously and just also she wanted to get away and go to mexico and enjoy it and so they were trying to be like guys her manager needs to book glam. Like, what do we do? And so I was like, so I'm looking like, okay, you guys, I got this. This is my field. Let me, let me <laughs> contribute something. You know what I mean? Let me help in the one way that I can. Cause I'm not going to be able, you know, I'm not going to be able to like fight, <laughs> fight Tom, which I would, if I could, if I physically could do it, I would, I would beat the, I, I think you could do it even with the one hip. I think you could do it. Even with with one hip, maybe. And I would beat the absolute shit. I don't know. We don't condone violence. <laughs> I would beat the fucking shit out of that motherfucker. Allegedly. <laughs> um, so anyways, the point is, is I said, what can I do? What can I do? And so, you know, I know Ariana is like a fan of certain makeups. Like we, she always will send me be like, Oh my God. And our word for makeup is ethereal. We love ethereal makeup. And so she sends me <laughs> Sydney Sweeney all the time. And like, Oh my God, I love Sydney's glam. Oh my God, I know Sydney's makeup artist, I realize. So I'm like, let me surprise Ariana when she comes back from Mexico with Sydney Sweeney's makeup artist. She's out of town with Sydney. Fuck me. Who, what am I going to do? So I'm looking and I just felt like she deserved someone who hadn't worked on Bravo before. Yeah. That, you know, I felt like for this day, she needed an A list makeup artist, someone who works with Victoria's Secret models, pop stars, you know, icons. And it dawned on me, oh my God, duh. Chrissy Teigen is a huge Bravo fan and I'm friends with her makeup artist and BFF Christine Studden. So I shot, shot her a message because I knew Chrissy Teigen was obviously has been very, you know, Focused. team on Rihanna during all yeah. of this. And I just sent her a little message and said, Christine, I know this is like, a, you know, it's an insulting offer because reality TV. I mean, this lady works with Maren Morris, Haley Steinfeld, a lot, Alessandra Ambrosia from Victoria's Secret and of course Chrissy. So but she was, she's such a light and it, and it's so, no, it makes so much sense why this woman is best friends with Chrissy Teigen. She's so fabulous at makeup and she's such a joy to be around. And so that was my little way You're telling part me Chrissy Teigen's makeup artist did Ariana's glam. Chrissy Teigen's main makeup artist and BFF did Ariana's glam for the reunion. And we said, and I, cause I knew I couldn't do justice to what she deserved to look like for it. Like she needed to be an A-lister 
and have an A-list makeup artist touching her face for that day. And, you know, I'm still shaky from all my meds and everything. So I was so I so I was so honored that um, her makeup artist or the makeup artist asked if I would join also to kind of make it more of like a, you know, because she just Fun. knew about the. Yeah. Well, we all know what's going on. I mean, you just have to turn on. Well, now you can even turn on CNN and find Dude, out what's going on. I mean, that was a question I was going to ask you, but I just wanted to share with you a little tea is that I got the makeup artist who does Ronald McDonald for Tom Sandoval for his <laughs> reunion makeup. And uh, I just thought he deserved something very clown-like and something very scary. And so I hope that worked out for him. Uh, and it turned out he, he refused it. He went with the all black emo look, which was very <laughs> exciting for everybody. Um Wait, did, oh, was there God. did Chrissy Teigen want to get in on this at all oh, because I feel gosh. like Chrissy so, is such so, a fan of reality so, TV so, so finally you know it's early in the morning and it was the vibes were immaculate we had nice music go, music going Logan showed up with some coffee and his pool culture hands above the water so they don't get wet guys but, he was so the was waiter like, that I keep talking about that yes like, the blonde waiter we love Logan. Dude, my mom texted me to or last night and goes she's watching Vanderpump Rules like to be closer to me and she's uh <laughs> she she goes and Logan was our waiter when I took her to Tom Tom a long time ago. And, and Logan was the best to my mom. And she'll always be like, Logan's getting a lot of screen time this season. She's like, he's oh, all, he did his so pool sweet. hands. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, so, so, so he showed up and um, Bradley Leak, obviously longtime friend. We both started doing glam at the same exact time with the girls doing touch-ups back in season six or seven. It was the after show. I can't, so I don't know exactly what part time frame, but so he was there to do hair. Um, so it just felt like very familial, but also we had this like amazing artist there who then shared that she was like, yeah, I, you know, I know it's like, I'm not supposed to talk about it. And she's, I'm like, it's like, girl, you work with like the most A-list people like that. We get it. Yeah. You know, but she's like, but I did tell Chrissy Teigen that I was coming here today. And we and were like, and Chrissy pops out of a makeup yeah, bag. You know, and I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. You know, and then because Ariana, of course, has met her more than I have, which has only been one time. And I'm like, oh my God, Chrissy Tina. But um, but I just thought it was so cool. And it was so funny because she said, Yeah, she she was like begging to come assist this morning at like you know, 7 30 a.m. and be the makeup assistant. <laughs> and I was like, I just, you know, she just might have too many questions and we need to keep it zen and calm. But I just thought it was so cute and so funny. And um just to see that support though from so many people just meant so much, especially like this great makeup artist just being like, Oh my God, Ariana, I absolutely. And she just couldn't be, you know, afterwards, she just was like, wow, Ariana's energy is just unbelievable. She's so amazing to be around. Like, she's like, I feel so, I feel, she's like, I feel so confused by, you know, the way that like everything that's going on that I'm reading and then being around her, she's just so, you know, she's just the epitome of strength and warmth and kindness yeah, and just all I've, these I've, things. And I've thought about so. this for, for obviously a long time, the last three weeks, but I thought about this. I was like, isn't it just such a horrible thing that sometimes we, we're, we're like, sometimes we own like, not only, but sometimes we're like pointed in the right direction of seeing somebody's greatness because of a tragedy. Like Ariana's yes. always been great. It's like, yes. that's never changed, but it's like, now I think more people, and that's what I got to think that it's been so cool. Like if you take away the Sandoval and the Raquel, which I'm glad to do, you're like, Please well, you highlight away. this amazing person that every time she's like now uh, photographed, even, even like, you know, outside of her home, she looks gorgeous, which, you know, looks don't really mean shit, but she does. It, she talks to a TMZ reporter. It's funny. It's quick. It's not snarky. It doesn't feel fake or forced. Mm -hmm. She just booked a lifetime movie. And by oh, the way, yeah, I've always told did. you she's been on the show a bunch of times and we've talked about like Ariana's a really solid actor. And I just uh, think she's like an amazing actor. But like how cool that everything is potentially lining up because 
after the loss of a nine-year partner, I don't care if it's Tom Sandoval or if it's just, I don't care if you're on a reality show or not. That is a brutal thing to go through. Like it is a brutal thing, mm -hmm. whether, and by the way, Tom's really helped things really far along to really hate him, which I'm not saying Ariana does, but I'm saying he's made it very easy to potentially in some ways write him off and a lot of us for to write him off. Um, but I just imagine like in that, that space before the reunion, it must've been like Rocky of just like that really intense, but, but fun. I mean, I just keep thinking how intense it would be going knowing you're going to have to face this. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for Ariana. Yes, I just no. know our vibes were definitely to not bring in the intensity because we know when they arrive to the reunion, and get changed and get their final touch-ups, which this time they didn't even allow glam there. They only had like a few touch-up artists. Dude, and I would the have touch shit myself. Didn't, the touch-up artists didn't even, usually we get monitors in the back and then it's like just with no sound. And it's like, they didn't, I don't think they, I, I'll have to see. I, I don't think they had access to anything. Like this set was like shut down. The cast was didn't it? have their phones. Well, good. I mean, I've, I've, I feel like they should still have the cast phones. I think they should take them away for the next three months. I don't <laughs> think the cast should be able to have their phones at all. Like, I don't want any. But um, was it was it a really intense vibe being there? Um, I wasn't at the Did reunion. It, I was oh, just okay. I, I, I thought you said every, you were, so. I, everyone had to get ready. That. So they changed it every. So the the last reunion I worked at in person, but pre COVID, we got ready out on site at the venue with different makeup artists. Everyone's glam. Some people came ready. Some people I, you know, I would do on site. There was a couple, there was like four or five or six people getting ready. Like during that time, this time they did not allow any people on the reunion set. So she had to go and they, they're like sealing up the dresses and not showing the looks. Like she couldn't have I've support. Dress. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. So Andy said, this is not like tea that Andy said, well, gosh, this is a revenge dress. You're actually making me rethink of me being gay. Like, so this yeah, is, I'm not saying anything. Cause I don't want to spoil Ariana's moment, but, but she, but Andy, Andy called it a revenge dress. Andy called it a, a revenge, revenge dress, dress and said, va, 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 voom, zoiks, zoiks. And so it's supposed to be hot. I have not, I'm not really into fashion, as you can tell. So, I mean, I just, I'm sure it looks amazing. Um, uh, also, the the last question about uh, this whole situation, or I guess, since you've been around her all this time, I know Dodie was going around on her podcast and other podcasts and mentioned this one thing about uh, being there when, when Sandoval came in, when and everybody was around, were you there for one of those times? Cause I would have I, just so awkward. Were you there as well? Um, Chris and I already talked about this. Yeah. She talked about it on her podcast. Um, a couple weeks ago, she talked about when he came in and was like, you guys all hate me, don't you? And then, uh, her and me, uh, not Megan, uh, her and, um, Ariana's friend from, uh, Florida, Meredith. who's Meredith, had to walk him up or talk to him upstairs. I just didn't know if you were a yeah. part of that as I well. Mean, I, I've been, I've, yeah, I, I don't know if that was yeah. the same time, but I've had to see it. So it's, it's uncomfortable and it's really not cool. So, but that's, I don't yeah. want to, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever um, person says is true, but um, it's not. Has Sandoval tried to reach that. out to you at all? Has Sandoval tried to reach out to you? Um, he hasn't tried to reach out. I had to text him for one thing just to try to, because I thought um, for a minute I was going to be maybe helping with a, with Ariana's dog because she was going to be, when those photos came out that she was in Mexico living her best life. Looked um, was, By the way, what a great dress. I know. I, mean, I, like, I don't even like fashion. And I was like, this is really colorful. <laughs> I know. It's such a sleigh. Um, so, so I did have to talk for just a brief text just to see if I was going to be taking care of the dog. And that, you know, so it was just yeah, nothing. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, but fuck him. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, but you guys all have to talk about how, like you said, insane that this is like reached beyond reality show audiences into mainstream. Like Ariana, like all of a sudden, there is so much attention on these people, including Ariana, including all of you guys. Has it really, I mean, has it been, because you've been around these guys for so long and you've seen the hype of this show and the fandom of this show, but this takes it to another level and it's based on heartbreak. And it's like, mm-hmm. so it's like a really kind of weird sick thing but at the same time it's you just can't stop thinking about it has it been weird even for you even with everything that you've been through with these people did this reach a new level of i don't not the word grossness Um, but insanity and and tragedy the only thing that really once i finally got to like spend some time with ariana both immediately like you know in the immediate aftermath and then like recently like post reunion and like now that you know things are moving along and all this kind of like stuff is happening in a good way for her but still on the back of heartbreak it's you know it's it's just so weird so the only thing that i you know nothing changes for me of course nothing affects me like that except for the fact that it's just like you know people will tag me and stuff and it'll be like oh my gosh like lol look at this picture of like uh her rachel looking like Voldemort guy and it's like i just i just don't care about that stuff I mean, I can, I, I'm so not even disappointed. Like I just cannot believe how filthy and disgusting they are that I can't, I just can't find the humor in it. Like, I do think it's very funny that I was tipsy yelling, fuck you at the screen, but I think it's more important to remember like those fuck yous. There's a reason why they were so guttural and so visceral and why people are in the comments were like, I don't know. This might, this kind of feels like bullying. It's like, no, this is my first time letting out rape. So it doesn't affect me personally. I'm not going to say like, Oh my gosh, Ariana's, you know, trauma is affecting, but we've always, ever since I worked on the show, I mean, like people will call me like one time page six was calling us before Brat, Brat, uh, Brittany and Jax's wedding. So like that's kind of stuff always happens with this. So that's kind of like, whatever. But you know, this is, I just didn't know if you noticed and, this was another level. Like, I well, it's really, like, it's really weird because level. I have been reached out by people that I'm like, wait a minute, like, like cl- makeup clients of mine that are like on sitcoms and stuff. And I'm like, wait, you're texting me asking about the inside scoop. Like, you're on like a hit, you're on like a hit ABC sitcom with like, like, oh my God, this is, and that's, that's. President like, Biden's like, Jared, yeah. what's up? Uh, anywho. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So those are the moments where it's like, oh, I guess this really is. Because I'm so used to being like, like even when I go on dates or like dating apps with people and they're like, oh, what kind of makeup do you do? Um, I always say like, oh, it's kind of a niche niche makeup. I do reality TV. I'm like, oh my God, like what kind? Like, you know, now Housewives is pretty prominent but and Bravo's prominent. But for a while, it's like, what kind? Like, but you know, B- Big Brother, like uh, Kardashians, like, you know, so, so I always kind of view it as like a niche thing. And now it's definitely, I'm like, holy shit, this is no longer a niche thing. Like this is like, I love to subscribe to, I can't remember which one it is, but they have Vulture, Vulture.com. It's like the New York Times or something. And it's like, they're covering it now. And it's like, I was like, that's where I go to read my Oscar coverage. Like, holy shit. Yeah, it, it really is wild for being a long, like, Bravo fan from the beginning. When it hits this kind of cultural zeitgeist moment, it's, I mean, it hits the Britney Spears stuff. Did you see, by the way, this is a great entrance into Britney, and I sent this to Logan on the day of, it was like a picture that Ariana, had, or something Ariana positive, or some, I don't know, Bravo posted or whatever, and I noticed Jamie Lynn Spears wrote team Ariana. And I sent that to Logan. I was like, Oh no, Jamie Lynn Spears. No, we want Britney. We want Britney Spears saying team Ariana. Not no offense to Jamie Lynn, but you know, like I was like, and also like tagged or post about the sandwich shop, something about her. Hey, listen, we'll take, we'll take, (laughs) but no, Jamie Lynn is, but Jamie Lynn is such a Vanderpump fan. Like she, I remember when I was like, when all the free Britney stuff was breaking was right around the time I was, before I got sick and I was still kind of working with Saucy and I'd be like, Saucy, say something about the free Britney stuff or have me on your podcast to do it and all this stuff before she got canceled and everything. And she'd be like, no, Jamie Lynn follows me. Like, I don't want to like be mean and like feel like she's like, I, and I'm like, fuck that bitch. Like <laughs> literally profiting off of her sister's like literal pain and suffering. Okay, well, just to remind people, as we shift a little bit, and and what you were on, and we've talked about this the last two times you were on, is that, can you explain your involvement in the Free Britney movement, if you could? I mean, I know it's been such a long period of time for her, but how did you get started in the Free Britney movement uh, leading up to today a little bit? Um, Longtime fan, always knew about the conservatorship, always just very into the celebrity culture especially the Britney Spears of it all like you know so always knew about like just the oddities of it thought it was weird was harassed by her security guard one time at a show post post uh conservatorship was told from a friend who did her hair that she would come over sometimes and like she didn't really need her hair done and just wanted a friend to come over was told you know just heard all these stories along the way that always made me question like is Britney Spears really happy whatever fast forward to Things start really happening when Britney Spears disappeared off of Instagram. And then it's like, where's Britney Spears? And the last paparazzi shot of, of her driving, which I remember knowing like with her conservatorship being like, oh wait, she's not allowed to drive. That's weird. Anyways, this whole hoopla started. Then it's like, she was put into this facility and then the Free Britney movement was essentially kind of started because of the zeitgeist of it being revealed that she had been put in this movement or in this facility either against her will or perhaps go worst or it was very all confusing. And so that's kind of what started it. And I can't remember if it was 2020 or 2019. I was in between transplant and getting sick. So I had a lot of downtime to do my research on the computer. And so I connected just like a lot of people did on during, uh, you know, pandemic time, we connected. And before it became so big as things like this often do, we were very, and we, the free Britney movement itself is very, it remains very organized. Um, but 
we just started with a simple protest at the wrong courthouse because we were didn't have this you know we didn't even have the right people to <laughs> just tell us like where to go and so but that be, us protesting like hey something something's wrong with Britney Spears like free Britney at this WeHo courthouse someone saw it and DM'd and said oh her case is actually at the Stanley Moss courthouse I can help you guys with it and then we were actually able to gain this really gr- like amazing intelligent group of people who were able to fire out on all cylinders. We had social media, we had press, we had uh, lawyers keeping us up to date in layman's terms to understand conservatorship law. And, you know, and then eventually it went in our favor, believe it or not, because of this. In a documentary, a lawyer, a conservatorship lawyer said that in her career, she has never seen a conservatorship dissolve. The likelihood of it happening is like 99 or is like 0.0001% or something. It never happens because it's usually is, you know, for people who are in a vegetative state that are never going to come out of it, which is also a whole nother fucking weird thing that why she was put in in the first place, but it was dissolved miraculously. And since then (laughs) we've come under a lot of flack for, Oh my God, you know, because this is the, yeah, this is the media loves to blame a woman for anything. You know, this is part (laughs) of what I wanted to get to is that, you know, I see a lot of like, listen, I love a good, uh, uh, I love a good gut punch joke. I love a good, I, I like me personally, I was going to tell you earlier, like I have the emotional makeup of a nine-year-old. So I can only express my emotions through memes, like making Sandoval memes about how much I hate Sandoval and R- Rocky Rachel. Like I'm emotionally immature and I try to take my thoughts out and I try to make a joke of it. The Britney Spears thing for me doesn't even ring funny or I can't make light of it. I can't find a way in humor wise because what I'm seeing now is that we got the conservatorship dissolved. And now I just hear people complaining and bitching about what she posts on Instagram. Is she a clone? Is she dead? Uh, I saw this appearance. She doesn't look well. She does. And I just want to tell you, I always crack up because everybody's calm. I'm like, have you seen some of your guys' own Instagram? It's awful. <laughs> like my own Instagram makes me seem completely batshit. So the thing is, with freedom, we might not really be able to use it the way that you want us to use it, but freedom is freedom. And you're able to post the freedom is for Brittany to be able to post whatever the F she wants on it. Isn't that a wild fucking concept? But also the thing. And also you can worry about her mental health. I worry about her mental health. I worry about my own mental health. But the thing is you then that's part of being free as well is hoping. And Matthew Rosengard, is that her attorney? Mm Mm-hmm is that hopefully he's put an actual team of people in place that can help with these things. But what is your take on this? Because now we see, oh, she needs back in the conservatorship. Maybe the conservatorship was the right thing to do. Let me just first say that the Free Britney LA chapter, you know, we have little chapters and whatnot. You guys have chapters? Well, we're very organized. And our our Los Angeles one, which is where Britney Spears' case happened, we did get a bill. Gavin Newsom signed a bill into law that I think went into effect this year, 2023. Um, that will protect people and will do more due diligence before just slamming them into a conservatorship because you are supposed to get a five day warning, but somehow mysteriously enough, Britney Spears's father and his attorney and this creepy church lady were able to convince the judge to, that she, if she found out about the five day period, she might pick her own attorney and prove that she's not crazy and didn't need a conservatorship. Anyways. Um, so what we make of it now is, I've spoken about this on a podcast. I got a lot of fucking shit for it because I've always said, like, let Britney live. I have, you know, we, once again, we're very organized. I have sources. Obviously, we all have sources. It's not her husband. It's not her husband's, uh, 
you know, kind of off-putting glam person who uh, does, who posts these weird stories about Britney Spears that it's like, you, you don't know her, you know. I, we have a source, I wish I could say, because if I said it, you just, everyone would be like, oh my God. She's referenced this person in her court. And the one, you know, everyone's like, yeah, I yeah. only want to take about the time she spoke in court. This person's been referenced. You wouldn't even notice that it's referenced. This person's been referenced. They said, I'm worried. I can't be the one to go out there and, and betray Britney's trust. But I would love if somewhere in the media, we could just kind of get away from this narrative that she's in grave danger and just let people know she's taking a break from medication and she's going through a bit of a I mistakenly didn't, well, not, it's not even my fault. I didn't realize when people heard the word psychosis or whatever, they would think that it meant like people literally like just running around like a psychopath. I, I have mental health issues. I have manic episodes, highs and lows, just from normal depression. So to me, it's like very calming to be like, oh, I'm having like, I mean, maybe it's a misnomer or whatever, but like to say like you're having a psychotic episode is not unheard of. You know what I mean? In my vernacular or whatever. So yeah. she did have a period where she was off medication according to my source source can i confirm this obviously i don't know britney spears i am not her doctor did that lead to whatever uh, you know a little erratic behavior i don't know because the video the only video that came out that was posted by someone the else restaurant one yeah. was played in reverse by tmz to make her look absolutely fucking lunatic so wait that was played in reverse yes it was reverse video they it was absolutely knew. filmed in reverse yeah they had to like issue but they bury everything so you don't find anything and then they can still keep the story up and they throw in an allegedly and they say well this is a, the video that we received and then they don't have to really co cop to it and anything well, yeah, I mean, people played it in the play, smart intellect or into, uh, what's it called? Internet people played it in the backwards and were like, wait a minute, all she's saying is like, leave me, like, don't look at me. Or she says something. Because which, people in people were picking up their phones in the restaurant and like photographing her and videoing her, right? And also that's, yeah. And that's why it looks so weird that she's like jerking the menu weird because it's filmed in reverse. So the actions are not normal. Oh. So she's not actually swaying and having like a Twitch, like a clone or a robot oh. having, you know, a breakdown or okay. anything. She was literally annoyed that people were whipping their phones out and filming her. Now, listen, I've heard this from people who've worked with Britney Spears. She has not ever been able, because of the fucking conservatorship and not being able to grow as a person, she's never been able to kind of make a make a, amends with her fame, if you will, and like kind of accept the fact that like she just can't pop into a restaurant like that. I mean, it's a nice restaurant here in the Valley, just down the way. Um, and, but, you know, it's more of like a high-end high-end cheesecake factory <laughs> so it's like yeah. you can't just pop into a place like that like yes, that's why she, she, she always has a better experience at nobu most of the time because if there's not a lot of paparazzi there because that's more her scene she tried to go to catch in los angeles that didn't work out for her because that's a scene she just needs to find you know she she she's got she's always had a target taste and they want to treat her to, you know, what's a designer? Givenchy gowns, but she just wants yeah. to meet somewhere in the middle. And it's just so hard to do because all eyes are on her. So she's just going through a lot. And I, I spoke out during that time to let people know that's all that was going on because, you know, she's clearly, she was, a, she, her doctors were mandated by her father and the court. So she had a lot of ill feeling towards the doctor. So of course, after being on medications and trying different things and all of this ups and downs of freedom, there was a spell over last fall where she was off of them. And, you know, whatever. We saw a little bit of erratic behavior on Instagram. And also then she started to address more, which, you know, 
healing is not a linear process. And this woman is going to have to heal. She's been abused. She's been traumatized. She's been spied on. It's a Kafkaesque nightmare. Her, her, everything she recorded, every email she sent, every intimate moment she had with her boyfriend in her bedroom was recorded and reported back to black box security. Edan, the head of that. Oh yes. I remember that. Yes. So she was, so if she said like, I'm thinking about getting a lawyer, they would change her numbers. I've seen text messages on Christmas day of from my friend who did her hair being like, Hey, I'm alone on Christmas day. My family's all in Florida. Can I FaceTime you? And then she would write back and it turned green. And she's like, then the numbers just changed like a day later. Like it's really fucked up what she's been through. And so people need to have grace, but here's, Oh, here's why I wanted to speak out last fall and say all this stuff about the medication is because Perez Hilton Thought he was. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Yes, thought he was going to come in because he said, "Oh, I've got the gossip. I know exactly." He said, "I know, I know." And do you want to know what this little loser was going to say? Is that Britney Spears had AIDS? So I said, "Absolutely not. We're not playing this game. We're not getting." Wait, are you kidding me? That's really what he thought was going on. It's not what he thinks is going on. It's he's pandering to a specific type of audience on TikTok, crunchy QAnon moms who want to believe that everything is about their children's blood being sacrificially drained and all this fucking bullshit. Instead of just admitting the fact that Britney Spears is a broken woman who is broken by her non-Hollywood alcoholic father who, who, you know, collided or colluded with a, with a creepy religious, powerful lady, Taylor, whose entire career is based off of, rehabilitating Britney Spears's image by basically giving her father the loan to put her into a prison of the conservatorship. He, she funded the lawyers that did that in 2007, 2008. And the rest is this horrific history that Britney had to endure. People need to give her grace. But when I found out that's what, where Perez was heading with that story and listen, he never said it. So he can, you know, if this comes back to him, he'll be like, I was never going to say that, but it all ties back together into that same thing. Cause guess what AIDS does incite gay phobia. Guess what? Who hates gays and trans people, all those right wing QAnon people who, you know what I mean? So, and it all ties back to clones and they're like, Britney was trafficked and Britney was replaced. And it just gets more and more insane instead of just saying, damn, maybe this woman has mental health issues because she was, she was yes. trafficked in a way, you know, she was forced but, but, to work and given a $2,000 a week allowance. But while that's her father made hundreds like, of millions, but she has people, mental health issues of a like. I mean, like we all like. Uh, you're not going to meet somebody in life that at some point is not affected by mental health issues, whether it be a close family member, whether it be themselves. Like, and I was even saying, like, I I accidentally I I went to my parents for a long like a week over the pandemic, and I'd forgotten my Lexapro, and I'm like, okay, that's not a big deal. Like, who cares? I can be off it for a week, and I got to tell you, by the fifth day, I actually podcasted during this. I thought I was going insane and I'm not on a insane, like you guys, it was like zap, zap, like it was zap. I couldn't think I couldn't. And I finally, I was so ashamed to call my doctor and go like, listen, I'm not trying to like get pills or anything, but I do need my, and they were like, Oh no. Yeah. Always. Call not me. My doctor was like, you fucking That's idiot. You can you. totally do this. We don't want you to go. And, but I was so ashamed to like, didn't want somebody to think, but it, guys, it totally, it scared me. Like I had never been in a place where I was scared of just how my mind felt. It felt so untethered from any kind of grounding, like, like foundation. And it was so scary. So imagine that on a scale of being as insanely iconic as Britney Spears going through the tragedy she's gone through. And then also on top of that, having mental health issues, some caused by the fame and some that she's just born with. That's like a, just a terrible cocktail that you have to deal Mm -hmm. with. 
And it's interesting, the generational thing that comes into play, like her her mother, her, her grandmother on the father's side died by a lithium overdose suicide or something weird. Oh, which is also, And she was committed. The grandmother was committed by her husband, her, you know, Brittany's grandfather. And it's very weird because now her father committed Brittany and was also put on lithium, which I got a lot of shit for saying people don't take lithium anymore. But, um, uh, but lithium is just not, a, a not always a common drug for all types of things. Uh, I worked in a pharmacy for a little bit. And so I just remember lithium being on the, in the area of the pharmacy of like, Oh, the more like, like the medicines, like the old fashioned kind of medicines, you know, like some people it still really works for, but like, there's also a lot of toxicity that's involved with lithium, which is why other medicines are used for it for mental health these days. Cause it just, you have to test for blood levels and all that stuff. And you can tell by Britney Spears post when she starts talking about it. One of the most traumatic times in recent memories has was when she was put away into that facility and when she was getting weekly blood draws. And she would say, it was, you know, she accidentally called it gallons of blood. And then people would harass her for that. You, no one can take seven gallons of blood and she'd have to address <sighs> that on her fucking Instagram. Guys, be, I didn't mean seven big gallons. I meant seven toots. But also, again, once again, as relating to someone, just, you know, like, it's not hard to relate to someone. I don't know if it, if it is hard, but for me, it's like, you know, maybe it's because I went through the medical stuff. I know how traumatizing that is. I know how it is. Like I would be in bed every morning at 6am. They'd come and take my blood and I just have to wake up whether I wanted them to or not. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, and that was, and I knew what was going on. You know, I knew this was to help me. She was just in it in this like nightmare. And they're like, okay, you don't get any control. You don't get to leave the house. You don't have keys to your car. You don't have a credit card. So she's just been through so much. And I just think, you know, she's obviously not going to be normal, but also Look at a child star that is. They're not. Christina Aguilera doesn't get up until 4 p.m. every day. She has blackout curtains in her car if she does have to get Wait, up. Jared, 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 that's called hey, that's called a hero in my book. That's not, <laughs> that's called a, that's called living a good life. What are you talking about? Like, oh my I'm god. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, finally. So wait, Sam Ashkari. Where where are you on Sam Ashkari? Because that's the other thing you hear a lot about is her husband. Like, I that's the I'm I so I get so tired of. And I, I like Dumois, but at the same time, I'm so tired of like, you can't verify any of these things. Was the wedding real? Is this guy a good guy? He's the one doing interviews outside of his gym. Can we still trust this guy? Is he okay? Like, do you have- Listen, I don't think Sam Asghari knew at 24 or 25 when he met Britney Spears on the set of Slumber Party uh, music video that he knew what he was getting into when he began dating her. I think the fact that he has shown consistent loyalty, he's spoken out in defense of Britney. He's spoken against her father in alignment with Britney after she spoke out against her father. He's in a tough fucking position. And what's he going to do? If he goes and speaks out before Britney speaks out, he's profiting off of her. If he goes and gets a movie and makes his own money and, you know, gets a role, he got it because of Britney. If he yeah. doesn't work and just lives Britney, he's K-Fed 2.0. I mean, he's really fucked no matter what. I think it speaks volumes that he hasn't done anything. You know, of course we were going to be like, of course, how, how could he not know about the conservatorship? There were people who just thought, I mean, I, I've spoken to so many people since this that literally were told by the inner circle of the team, this was the lie that was told. Okay. If Britney comes into contact with alcohol or drugs of any nature, even Sudafed, which is the reason why one of my hairstylist friends no longer work with her because she took a Sudafed from a security guard in front of Britney Spears. So she, um, I'm just gonna say allegedly because my brain's a little whatever, um, but, uh, but that's the essence of the story. They said, and they terrorized people with, the, with this worry that if she had a sip of alcohol, she was such an alcoholic, she was such a drug addict that she would be dead Within, I, I had someone tell me this. She'd be dead within 48 hours of the conservatorship being lifted. 
It's been a, it's, we're going on two years. She's okay, so I wait. I, I just don't want that Sam to be in any more Randall Emmett movies. That's all I'm going to say right there. Oh my no god, more I Randall know. Emmett movies. But oh. and by the way, no more no more Randall Emmett movies entirely. Anyways, Man, are you kidding Randall me? Um, okay, so that's it. Um, how do we support you? We know there's be the match, which you can actually donate uh, to. I mean, yeah. tell us a no, little you bit need about to join that. the registry. So be the match.org is a nonprofit. It is a national registry that connects people like me who have blood cancers or maybe blood diseases um, that affect primarily children five and under and your grandparents age or our parents age 60 and over. And then sometimes adults like young adults like me. Um, so be the match.org is a glow as a national registry that collects DNA samples. You just do a quick cheek swab. Um, and you send it into the registry. And if someone is sick like me, you will get a notification from be the match. And you will, if you choose to save someone's life and be a hero, you will go get a blood draw. It could take a, it is extended blood draw. You know, it's not just like going and giving like a 10 minute blood draw. Yeah. It's like a seven hour process, but you know, what seven hours to, to, in comparison to someone's rest of their life. You know, my, my donor did it. I got to meet him last year. It was so Yeah, amazing there was like this really him. cool event that you can yes, see on your I Instagram. Yes, I met my match. I met yeah. the man who saved my life and who selflessly donated his stem cells to me. Um, so, but I encourage, the, the point is, as an ambassador for Be The Match and as a gay man, I must say that Be The Match does not uh, do any of the weird homophobic, 1980s reggae uh ronald reagan-esque um aids scare like anyone can join and be the match no matter of your sexuality um which is still an issue with giving blood believe it or not i don't know if you're if i don't know if you're familiar with that or not but it's very fucked up um so and the other thing is only five percent of the people in america are on the registry and it's completely voluntary so there are people there are little children who are waiting just waiting for their match jason momoa my um husband in my mind his best friend's uh, is waiting for his match now for three years of chemo. I could imagine going what I've gone through. I had to do six months of chemo being, and then I was able to find my match. So please. So you're telling join. me though. So you're telling me if, if, if I, all we would have to do, or I would have to do is just donate like seven hours worth of blood. If you get eat, that's just, if you get the call that you are someone's match. So all you have to do right now is go to be the match.org. Click sign up or register whatever they click on and then they'll send you a little mail kit with a little cheek swab not even a covid nasal swab just a little cheek swab with all the instructions you pop it right back into the mail prepaid envelope you mail it off to the registry and you just sits there until you age out at a certain age you know it's stem cell stuff so at a certain age they're not they're no not as good but and so then you age out of the registry and if you get if you get called then you can save a life and there is a huge disparity between uh, white people versus any ethnic minority. I'm talking 70% dropping down to like 30, 20% less chances of surviving. So we need to get more people on the registry. That's why I'm so proud to be an ambassador for Be The Match. Be the match.org. Be the match.org. And I think if I'm not mistaken, if that, if you do get chosen, you get to sit down while they take that blood. You don't even have to do anything. You just get to sit there. So that's oh, yeah, even, I love, a- I love sitting. I love laying down. I mean, this is like snacks. an easy thing. <laughs> okay. So finally, Jared, um, I, I still want you to, you better get your podcast up and running once this hip is up and running fully, because <laughs> you are so good at this. And then lastly, just to correct the mistake of that video, uh, instead of saying F you to Raquel, can we, can we together as a team say, uh, an F you Sandoval together? Is that, in, is that in poor taste? No, let's do it. But I don't say that name. I say scum Okay. I'll do it. Okay. 
Okay, on on three. One, two, three. F you. Fuck you, scum devil. Fuck you, scum devil. Fuck you, scum devil. <laughs> Jared Lipscomb, ladies and gentlemen, at Jared Lips. Be the match. I'm going to put all that information in the show notes. Come on, you guys. I'm going to sign up actually today to get a cheek swab. So do that with me. Um, it seems like an amazing cause. We and have our good friend Jared I love to here. see when people join the registry. I mean, so I can't explain to you the feeling that to know that someone actually did it. You know what I mean? It's so surreal to be like, oh my god. And side note, one more good thing about Ariana and this bad badness. And I, you know, as a cancer patient, I have to find the silver lining. I've gotten so many messages when I reshared Ariana's post about Be The Match saying, oh my God, I'm on Be The Match because of Ariana. I never put two and two together that that was you until like they started seeing me, you know, kind of around during this resurgence of, you know, everything happening. Yeah. But so, so that's really special to see, to know that Ariana still has that kind of impact. So you know, it just means a lot. So it really, really does mean a lot as an ambassador and as a survivor who I'm, st- I'm still here because of someone's selflessness through Be The Match. So please, please, please sign up and definitely tag me. I'm so just honored anytime someone joins the registry, you know? Well, hell yeah, you're still here and for a long time to come. So Jared Lipscomb, thank you. I love talking to you and I can't wait to talk to you again. Hopefully not in a year again this time. Hopefully <laughs> yeah, it'll be very much sooner. Marissa will organize it for us. <laughs> <laughs> Betches.